0: hi hello welcome to the episode of isaiah's newsstand it's your host isaiah edwards the date is june 23rd 2023 hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes as for me i'm doing pretty good feeling great so yeah two thumbs up we're loving it (laughs) ba-da-ba-ba-ba Let's see. I don't have anything to report on the food corner. I'm going to hopefully go get some food or something after I, uh, you know, wrap up this episode after some podcasting. But overall, things are good. You know, it's been a long week, a little stressy, a little stressy spaghetti. But we made it to the weekend and I'm excited for that. (laughs) But yeah, hopefully you're going to have a great Friday yeah, friday happy friday for you uh you know whenever you're listening to this wherever but yeah enough about me we can go ahead and get into some news let's see here from the bbc news Greece boat disaster 350 pakistanis were on board minister says so this news kind of um like it almost fell through the cracks for me Uh, I know we, you know, we talked about the whole Ocean Gate submarine situation, but then prior we've also talked about other situations with Greek boats essentially, you know, potentially doing something untoward or not doing enough in situations, and that leading to migrant ships literally sinking and people dying. So I saw this and I thought it was the same thing because it was Greek boats, people died. So I was like, okay, I don't want to like do a redundant news thing. I don't want to cover the same thing twice. But then I realized like, oh, this is a whole other thing. So I wanted to cover this at the top of the episode. Uh, Let's see here. At least 350 Pakistanis were on board a packed trawler that capsized off southern Greece on the 14th of June. Pakistan's interior minister says... Um, They were able to identify um, families via, like, DNA tests. Um, Also, Egyptians and Syrians were also among the uh, hundreds of migrants who were feared dead. The official death toll remains at 82, while 104 survived, including 12 Pakistanis. Uh, Now... Kind of from what I've gathered from reading this article and then listening to uh, the BBC World broadcast, uh, like the Greek boat noticed this ship. I think it had to, like, do a pickup of um some passengers in the Libyan city of Tobruk, and um, I mean this boat is very packed. Like it's edge to edge, wall to wall with people. It's very noticeable out on the water. So, you know, Greece has noticed it. This boat has noticed it. And they don't act. And I believe their response and reason why was, well, it, it fell into Libyan jurisdiction. So we left it to them. But by the time they go back out into the water, then you know, this boat sinks and just no one's doing anything while it's stuck out in the water, not moving. Uh, I believe like several hours go by. So, I mean, you can say the onus is on Libya here. You can say the onus is on, you know, Greece. Both. I don't care. In a lot of situations, like, I don't don't really care how you slice it or what a Divya blame it. Something could have been done here. And it's very frustrating to constantly see Greece making headlines over the same issue time and time again in just just a short amount of time like this year. And I am imagining this is not a new thing. This is not um, fresh behavior, if you will. And, you know, yet again, of course, they do, you know, lock up some smugglers. Uh, Let's see... Uh, More than 20 suspected human traffickers have been arrested in Pakistan since the disaster. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, but they didn't... um, Shipping data suggests the fishing vessel was not moving for at least seven hours. I don't know. It's just frustrating to see the reaction that we would rather focus on the people who are, you know, doing the smuggling, the traffickers, whatever terminology um, these officials want to use, but they want to punish the people. And, And I get, you know, the idea of punishing smugglers. Essentially, these are people making, you know, a lot of money, here so like these are the bad guys so if we get these guys we stop it we we change everything no people are still going to want to cross they still are going to want to make the effort because they want an opportunity to have a better life at the end of the day blaming and focusing on smugglers is only going to distract from the issue at hand in my opinion yeah is you need better borders you need open borders you know not like oh we need tougher stronger borders we need to keep people out brother I'm not not that yee yee shit i'm gonna constantly keep saying that that you need more open borders to just let people come to the country at the end of the day it is going to benefit you in the long run um i mean i can rant about that for for a long 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 time but um We can go ahead and move on to the next thing. I also realized I didn't take my uh, classic intro break. Um, So we're going to go ahead and do that. And then also I'm going to tell you guys a little behind-the-scenes action. Um, uh, Something I like to do. I like to uh, watch background things like on silent. I don't know. It's like my subway surfer's distraction while I I work. Um, So I've been watching... Final Fantasy 16 gameplay, because that dropped this week. Also, I mean, like, what? I think, no, the beta, I think, is, like, closed. It's, like, a closed beta. But it's crazy that, like, Mortal Kombat is also a thing. Sorry, we're just shifting into game corner here. But um, Final Fantasy 16 is dope. It is really cool. I, I'm i enjoying it. It's playing like a movie. So if I sound distracted or what have you, that, that's, that's my simulation in the background. Fucking me up. <laughs> but speaking of stimulation. Also, I decided to treat myself for since it's been a long week and I've been kind of craving it for about a week and some change. Um, I got some wine, so we got ourselves a little red wine, I figured I'd do a little wine, wine episode, you know, we'd love to do it, mm. all right, all right, now we're adjusted, sorry, sorry for that, from the Associated Press, Justice Alito accepted Alaska resort vacation from GOP donors, report says, Uh, Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito accepted a 2008 trip to a luxury fishing lodge uh, in Alaska from two wealthy Republican donors, one of whom repeatedly had interests before the court. And he did not disclose the trips on his financial disclosure for that year. ProPublica reports. Now, we've covered similar um, articles from ProPublica via other things, because, I mean, it it is a nice site, I love what they do, but it's a lot more longer, thorough, drawn out, I'm like, could you just give me, like, some spark notes, a little summarization, please? Um, so, you know, I usually wind up sourcing it from another thing, or I wind up listening to it, but, um, go ahead and read a little bit more here. A story published late Tuesday by the non-profit investigative journalism organization states that in July 2008, Alito flew to a remote corner of Alaska aboard a private plane of businessman and Republican donor Paul Singer. A hedge fund founded by the billionaire has brought roughly a dozen cases before the court since then. Alito did not recuse himself from participating in any of those cases. So yet again, it is egg on the face of our justices who are, you know, supposed to be arbiters, very neutral, yet they're getting wined and dined, maybe even 69. Obviously not, but you know what I mean. They're they're getting put up on these nice little trips. And I mean they are supposed to report it. You know, there are lower Supreme Court circuits that have to do this, but for, you know, our highest Supreme Court, there's no one over them. You know, it's just themselves and their own discretion. And Alito and Clarence Thomas have um, both claimed that, like, well, these are, like, hospitality situations, personal hospitality situations or something like that. So we don't even have to declare this kind of stuff. Like, we're just not—we don't have to. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, there has been a push, a quote-unquote bipartisan push, to um, have a little bit more— I'm trying to think, what's the word? Um, not restrictions, but just like, hey, you guys have to report to us. Like, we have to have some kind of body overseeing what you guys are doing here. And like I've said before in previous episodes, all nine of the justices were like, "Nah, we don't like that. We're not okay with that. Like, we should be able to govern ourselves, and that's it." You know. But to me, I just. I always look at our system, the thing I love about it is that it's a three-pronged system that's supposed to check and balance itself, and the idea that that's just kind of not true in the minutiae, it is a sad thing to me, it is a frustrating thing to me, uh, that being said, I mean, he did go on a cool-ass baller trip, uh, let's see, Alito's three-day stay at King Salmon Lodge was paid for by another wealthy donor, Robin Arkey II, cool name, the, I'm um, being ironic, Arkey, Arkey II, uh, the owner of a mortgage company then based in California. Leonard Leo, then a leader of the conservative legal group, the Federalist Society, helped make arrangements for the trip, including securing a spot for Lido aboard Singer's Jet, which would have cost Alito at least $100,000 if he chartered the jet himself. Now, Alito, when ProPublica uh, Pro brings this to him, he's like, just doesn't respond. And um, he goes to the Wall Street Journal and essentially lays out his, um, his side of the story. Like he rebuffs all the questions, all that bull uh that bull roar but part of it is he's like look there was going to be a seat on that jet vacant probably anyway like uh, like what's the what's the what's the real issue here um and, and honestly as much as i you know i disagree i don't like the shit these guys are getting away with I, i'm not surprised by the behavior at all you know it's not something that um shocks me <laughs> um and it, there is this this devil's argument, if you will, that they like people like Ch- Claire's Thomas, the people like Alita were going to vote in 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 a ultra conservative way, no matter what, whether or not these people were going to give them cool trips or tuition or whatever. Like this was always going to happen. They were always going to vote the way they were going to vote. Like why recuse yourself? You know. Now I'm I don't know at the end of the day like I said it's fucked up to me I don't like it I wish there was more oversight I think that was the word I was looking for earlier I wish there was more oversight on all the branches of government you know what I mean I feel like that would motivate um Congress to do more and be more active um it would you know I think we do have a method of keeping the executive branch you know in power, or not in power, but, like, in check, um, vetoes, all that kind of shit, you know, sorry, I'm, que- I'm queuing up all my school of rock knowledge right now, but, um, yeah, it's just crazy that the judges just don't have anyone over them, there's no panel, committee, or anything that just goes, hey, maybe you guys should, like, not do this or not do that, you know, or, like, there'll be, like, some consequences, like, nah, they're like we don't like that, um, but, yeah, I mean, that's more or less the coverage there. Uh, We move on to some other Supreme Court shit. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, the the rest of this episode is just Supreme Court, blah, blah. So if that's not your fancy, completely understand. Thank you for listening. (laughs) But uh, I wanted to cover this before we get into some other weekend news or just, you know, other news I got down the pipe. Uh, From USA Today, Supreme Court declines appeal from Christian school fighting transgender housing. The Supreme Court on Tuesday declined to hear an appeal from a Christian college in Missouri that sued the Biden administration over its decision to shield transgender people from housing discrimination. Uh, At issue was a 2021 memo from the Department of Housing and Urban Development that interpreted a federal anti-discrimination law as protecting transgender individuals. The College of the Ozarks claimed that the guidance conflicted with its ability to make housing assignments for students on the basis of sex assigned at birth. Uh, Let's see, let's read a little bit more here. College of the Ozarks brought this challenge for one reason. The Biden administration was attempting to force them to open their dormitories to members of the opposite sex. Uh, This was according to Alliance Defending Freedom, uh sen- senior counsel julie marie blake uh though the high court chose not to review this case we are hopeful it will soon take up related cases college of the ozarks will continue to follow its beliefs so those cases that they're kind of referencing are even though theirs got shot down and it, I, I, maybe they're i think they're going to lower courts if i'm not mistaken but um which they have lost on the way up. So at least it looks like, you know, hey, that that's good. Uh, hopefully this is going to be a solid dub. But there might be more cases down the pipe. And if they are voted favorably for these, like, transgender bans, then they could, you know, retroactively then be used um, as reference in a case for this church or this college. Uh, obviously, I think that's... that's I, I couldn't imagine being... Someone who is transgender and then being like, hey, you know, this is a college I, I want to go to and having to go through just this on the entry. You know, that's that's so hard. It's so devastating. So frustrating. Um, I, I mean, these these Christian colleges, I think they want to hold on to this, you know, this religious script that they have and they want to use the law to kind of uphold this belief uh, though I am glad that the Supreme Court, um, ruled in favor of the Biden administration on this one. Um, I mean, <laughs> if you know me and you know my, um, my views and my stances, you know, that that shouldn't be that crazy of a thought. Um, so yeah, I, I was surprised to see it go that way, but, um, they do reference that like Kavanaugh seems to be a little bit, once again, more moderate, um, as well as a couple of the other judges. Um, So, I mean, hey, that's good. But, um, you know, there's still more cases coming out of the pipe. You know, obviously we got one more before we close out. But um, the Biden administration's memo was the result of a significant 2020 Supreme Court decision that bars discrimination in the workplace based on sexual orientation and gender identity. The ruling in Bostock v. Clayton County focused on title seven of the civil rights act of 1964 which explicitly prohibits workplace discrimination based on race color national origin sex and religion a majority of the court held that sexual orientation and gender identity necessarily involve a person's sex because of that they reasoned the law prohibits lgbtq plus discrimination uh so yeah this was a dub we're happy to see it um let's go on let's go ahead and move along i need to drink some water i'm getting thirsty oh, all right all right all right actually yeah we can go ahead and just uh pick my last break too on top of that combo Last story comes from the Los Angeles Times. Supreme Court upholds Biden immigration uh, enforcement plan, tosses out Texas lawsuit. The Supreme Court on Friday, (coughs) excuse me, upheld a key part of President Biden's plan for targeted immigration enforcement, ruling the administration may focus its effort on arresting and deporting those who pose a current danger oh um in an 8-1 decision the justices said the texas and louisiana um said texas and louisiana lacked standing to sue in order to require a more aggressive federal policy of arrest writing for the court justice brett m kavanaugh evoked a conservative principle that judges should not make government policy through politically driven lawsuits moreover enforcing the immigration laws has been understood to be the job of the executive branch not the courts so i mean this is kind of you know talking yet again about who has what power who can kind of oversee what so once again i mean this is the kind of nice thing to hear conservatives kind of talk like They'll, they'll use the Constitution, they'll use the laws that are in play to be like, hey, this is why you shouldn't be bringing this to us. Um, I think they also say some kind of rigmarole of like, you guys aren't being harmed or anything directly, so you guys can't even make the lawsuit. Like, it's kind of, like, frivolous or whatever. Uh, I might be getting that wrong, but I just kind of want a shortcut here. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it, it's surprising... To see them rule in favor of the Biden administration, I think that's the quote unquote W here. But uh, I feel like that's a moderate way of looking at it. I think we've looked at how Biden has handled the immigration problem, quote unquote, and it's been dog shit. It's been absolute dog water. Um, you know, Greg Abbott is doing burnouts in his fucking chair about it, but at the end of the day, it's, you cannot get draco- more draconian, like, I, I mean, yes, you fucking can, obviously, sadly, but, um, yeah, essentially, Abbott sees what's going on and is like, okay, fine, I, I guess we'll just handle it ourselves with our National Guard, got yada, 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 but, um, yeah, I, I only see this as a partial win that just is not getting worse for our immigration policy, but it's not good. It's still not good. I still would love to see changes, but I highly doubt that we will with this president. Um, but yeah, that that's, that's about it. That's all we really got for this episode. Um, I thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me whine. Um, <laughs> let's see if you'd like to help out, support the effort. Patreon.com slash Isaiah News. you become a newsie today. I will shout you out at the top of every month. That's coming up soon. And uh, I will also um, shout out any projects, anything you'd like me to shout out, you know, what what have you. Um, I, I do birthdays, you know, whatever. I mean, it's almost like I'm like a, like a amateur little cameo experience if, if you want I mean I'll, I'll do it for five dollars <laughs> but uh let's see free ways to contact the pod uh news one at com facebook twitter instagram if you are not subscribed please subscribe to the youtube yeah thumbs up if you are listening on the youtube that'd be cool yeah feel free to rate the podcast uh hopefully favorably i'd like that that'd be nice good feedback's always great um you know if you're on apple or let's see spotify yes spotify you know my my mainstay my stomping grounds um so yeah that's the episode i hope you're gonna have an amazing day night whichever time it is for you listening now And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.